Multimedia Plus, a still quite new show from the Mac Observer hosted by me, Charlotte Henry, in which case, where we look at Apple in the context of the digital media industry and that industry more widely. And I'm very excited today to have Dan Murren on with me, who is a contributor, as many of you know, will at Six Colours. And we've got a lot to dig into. So thank you for joining me, Dan. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, no, I'm really thrilled to have you in here because... I, as listeners and people who read me at the Mac Observer will know, I'm generally pretty in favour of TV+. Plus. I like some of the contents. I'm not sure Apple could have made much more of it than they have done, particularly pursuing the originals-only strategy that they're doing. But there's a lot of data coming out that basically proves that I'm wrong um, or, or looks <laughs> like I'm wrong. Uh, so there was a Moffat Nathan uh, piece of analysis that Variety picked up uh, kind of last week, and it found that 62% of Apple TV users in the last quarter, which is Q4 2020, were using TV Plus, but it was for free. Yeah. No one was paying for it. Uh, worse than that, and I think this is perhaps the most worrying bit, 29% of those people said they had no intention of subscribing once the offer ended. 30% said they planned to renew it for four ninety nine, and everyone else didn't really know. Right, sure. So, there's, I mean, there's two ways to look at it, that there's kind of, what, the best part of 70% you're playing with are people who might or will turn a free trial into a paid for one mm-hmm. that that would be the positive spin the obviously there's some pretty clear not good bits numbers in that <laughs> yeah right um i mean i'm interested in your take on a couple of levels first of all are you a subscriber are you a you're presumably a free trial subscriber like me no. uh I'm a what, what's your take on it will you be paying $4.99 <laughs> if apple ever asks you to um, I, I think, so here's the thing. I mean, one of the big challenges here is obviously the saturation of the marketplace, right? There are so Absolutely. many, so many services, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, uh, Disney Plus, you know, so much stuff where people are asked to hand over their five, six, ten dollars a month or what have you, that uh, Apple TV Plus still needs to distinguish itself. And I don't think it has quite managed to do that even a year in. Um, content is king in these parts, right? Like it's all about what you have to, to watch or for people uh, to get invested in. And while I think Apple TV plus has shown that they have the ability to develop some really solid content, there's not enough of it yet for people to, uh, you know, want to buy in. And I think that plays into the fact that Apple has decided not to enforce a subscription fee yet. And has sort of continued to extend, extend its trials especially in combination with what's going on with COVID and the fact that it slowed down production schedules and stuff like that. So shows are not coming out quite as regularly as they'd like. Um, I, I think that that's a big part of it. I mean, the, the, the free trial thing, it, it's tough, right? Because intent is also hard to measure, despite like how the surveys happens. People might say they intend not to subscribe, but if a new show comes out, yeah. you know, right around that time, who knows? Maybe that changes the dynamics on it. Yeah, and that's why if you were Apple, you'd be really pleased that what sixty, you know, if it's thirty thirty no and intend to, there's sixty percent of people isn't there who are in play that you know that are still left that haven't even made a decision yet. So forty percent of people that are still in play who haven't made a decision yet, seventy percent, as I said, who are going to sign up or might sign up. Right. That, exactly. that, that would, if you were Apple, that would be the spin you would put on it, right? 
Right. Yeah. I mean, it, and it bodes well for the standpoint they're at now, right, where they haven't forced most people to pay for it. And they are, you know, still rolling out content more gradually to even have that big a percentage of people willing to be subscribers, I think says a lot. I think Apple Music suffered a similar pickup problem when they oh, yeah. first rolled it out. I mean, even though the catalog was larger, um, you know, it, it was something where they were constantly being measured against stuff like Spotify and more sure. established and brands. Still but they, yeah, exactly. And and their their ramp up has not they have not reached the same heights, but I think it's been a gradual, steady uptick as time goes on. Um, obviously it's a little different scenario because the stuff that's on Apple music is the stuff that's on everywhere else. Basically those catalogs tend to be much more overlapping than paying for originals. As much Um, as I would love Tim Cook to be responsible for original music. (laughs) He's great. I don't know. He's, it's not happened yet. Yeah. Um, I I think with the TV stuff, it, it is more interesting. And I think part of that is also because the marketplace as a whole is also trying to sort of figure itself out right between all these other services launching originals. Um, you know, Netflix has said they're going to have like 70 movies this year that they're releasing on streaming. And, you know, everybody's sort of trying to figure out where this is going. HBO Max, you know, loads of that stuff is going direct to the, exactly. to, uh, to the streaming service. Never mind Prime Video. Never even, yeah, Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, Yeti. Like, it's a Literally huge everything. amount of content. So did you, out of interest, what did you think when you heard that uh, the free trial extension had been extended again? It's now going to, yeah. you're not going to have to pay to July 2021. So if right. you were like <laughs> me and signed up November 2019, mm-hmm. that's a lot of, you know, that's a year it's, and a it's half. It's a lot of subsidizing. Yeah. And, and I don't mind it. I think right now, I mean, there hasn't been as much that I've gone to watch, but since it's free, it's like, well, I'm not going to, you know, bother <laughs> worrying about it. Right. It's not something that's, that's eating out of my wallet. So why not just let it keep going there? And I think the thing that it has most impacted for me is it's held me actually held me back on switching to the Apple one bundle because, because uh... the money disparity, right? Like right now I was like, well, you know, if I need uh, fitness plus and uh, the other services and I want to up my Apple music plan or whatever, like, all right, it might make sense. But right now uh, what I pay for is not in excess of how much the bundle would cost me. It's cheaper than buying the bundle. So I haven't switched over yet because it's like, well, until I have to pay that $5, it's still more cost effective for me. So there's two, at least two really important and interesting things you've pulled out there that I really want to dig into. The first one was when you said, oh, it's not costing me any money yet, so I don't care. And I think a lot of people feel like that. They're like, eh, whatever, I'll have it. I like watching the thing with Jennifer Aniston and then I like the thing with Jason Sudeikis made me laugh and that's fine because I'm not paying for it. Um, uh, But would they, yeah. But I also think actually it's not good for Apple because it means they're making content that is arguably good enough, not good enough that people want to pay for. Yeah, I think that's, it's an interesting debate, right? Like, I mean, if... If I had not had it, would I have gone and watched, say, Ted Lasso, which, you know, I think has had a large degree, is probably their biggest hit, at least in terms of... Literally every episode uh, of this show since I launched this podcast has referenced Ted Lasso. 
it has to because it is the show of theirs that has gotten the most press out of everything it is the breakout hit there's no arguing against that no no there isn't and and would i have done that you know would i have gone and paid for it maybe if like the word of mouth had been enough and people like oh you gotta check this out right like i might have gone and said all right well at very at the least you know when it's over and i can watch it all in a go maybe i'll pay the five bucks and spend you know for one month right and then do it because that's the other trick with the streaming service stuff is a lot of people will do to turn it on for a month watch the show they want to watch and then cancel their subscription and in that sense it's always a great value it's just not as good for apple no um so yes i think there's that but i i think like i definitely thought the first extension made sense Mm -hmm. that that made a lot of sense to me there was the bundles coming in that it was a goodwill gesture because some of the content we'd been expecting hadn't arrived. Mm-hmm. Extending it for a quarter made total sense to me. I was less, and I discussed this on the Daily Observations show uh, with Kelly Gamont, that I didn't quite get the second extension. Yeah. Because at some point you either have to admit that this is a free service that you're subsidizing because people have bought a MacBook Pro or an iPhone and that's worth it for you. Or you have to pull off the Band-Aid and be like, no, we value this content. It costs us a lot of money to produce or license, and you have to pay for it if you want it. And and there is a – and Apple hasn't quite – it keeps putting off that decision one way or the other. I think it's tricky, too, because the longer people go without paying for it, exactly what you're saying, it's harder to convert them into paying subscribers 100%. because they're they're just, oh, whoa, whoa, you want me to pay for this? You've given it to me for free for the last 18 months. Like, why why should I start paying for it now? Uh, so it will be interesting to see when July rolls around whether or not they can keep their word on that or whether 100%. they decide to re- revision like, well, maybe it's free for people, you know, every time you buy a device, you get some for free. Or if you're an iCloud subscriber, I don't yeah. know, like they could probably probably find some other way to structure that if they really wanted to but they will have to make a decision which brings us neatly it's almost like we planned this uh <laughs> back to the bundle mm-hmm. which you also mentioned um i did a i actually sat with a spreadsheet and worked out which point you're winning at like which point of the bundle are you in profit Mm-hmm. And basically, I think you can basically, in the top premier one, as you said, definitely most of the bundles you're winning if you don't want one service. Right. Certainly the premier one, you're getting away with it, at least financially, if not psychologically, the two. <laughs> yeah. But I think the psychology, as I wrote in a piece up on the Mac as ever, is actually an important part of it. If you're paying for five services, but you didn't really have to pay for two anyway, yep. even if you are actually saving money, you might not you think you are and so like it confused i definitely think it has created some confusion around people signing up for the apple one bundle i think yeah. that's a very fair point which i thought they'd solved by int- like uh, with the f- introduction I- extension in to february or whatever mm-hmm. but uh, have now further confused i think right um i just i wonder i don't know have you actually sat down and literally done the sums of yeah. and you 
because you don't want yeah, two yeah, terabytes I, of cloud storage. I, exactly. I, there was a point which I was like, well, maybe I need that cloud storage. I had like invested in some HomeKit video camera stuff and you needed the higher plan. I was like, all right, right. maybe I'll sign up for that. And then, Because the know, storage can, is worth it. Makes it right. And, and a bunch of little things where it's like, well, and sometimes, you know, I'm using Apple Music on my phone and my wife's trying to use it on the HomePod and we run into problems where we only have, because we don't have a, a family plan of it, we only have an individual plan that like kicks, kicks someone off. And it's like, yeah. oh, there's all these little annoyances and it's like, I could solve these by throwing more money at it. But right now, those things don't amount to the need for that. I think the big marker for us will be whether or not we've been on the free month trials of Fitness Plus. And it's like when those are up, and because we've been using those quite a bit, will that incentivize us to say, well, we could pay the $10 a month for Fitness Plus. But at that point, maybe it is worth it to kick over to the bundle and actually yeah, save a yeah, lot of yeah. money. But but it's a great point that like I think the challenge there is a lot of these services, what is the what is the value, the psychological value, as you're saying, like, do people in their head think, well, you know, Apple TV Plus is a five dollar value and therefore I'm getting a deal on that? Or do they think, well, I just get this thing, maybe I'll watch something on it. And I think Apple News Plus suffers from that same problem. It's like not a lot of people want it. I don't think it has a ton of subscribers on its own, but it's like, well, I'll take it if you're throwing right. it in. <laughs> so just uh couple of minutes of bundle maths while we're here. Uh, the premier tier includes, as you've described, family sharing, two terabytes of iCloud storage, News Plus, Fitness Plus, um, of, and obviously TV as well is in there. Um, and that is, and music, all of that's family sharing. And it all comes, the bundle is $29.95. If you bought those things a la carte, mm -hmm. it would be $54.94. Yeah. If you just don't want TV Plus, that's fifty nine fifty ninety five in total. So you're already winning. Yep. And if you don't even if you don't care about TV plus or arcade, it's forty four ninety six yep. if you take that away. So you're still winning by kind right. of fourteen dollars or whatever. So and if you buy music with iCloud TV TV plus and, and the iCloud, that's twenty nine ninety seven. So that's the balancing act. Right, right. So I think it basically depends on how much storage you want and whether you want Fitness Plus. Yeah, and, I think that's true. But for Apple, I think it matters is how much money can they give Leonardo DiCaprio, <laughs> Robert De Niro, Idris Elba, Oprah Winfrey, all the big names that are on TV Plus and involved with TV Plus projects without asking people to pay for it. Right. Yeah, there's, I mean, what's what's the sum game there is always the question, right? Because Apple obviously is a multi-trillion you know trillion dollar company or whatever. It's, you know. I think it was 2.3 at some point the day before we recorded this show. Sure. So. Yeah, so, I mean, they have more than enough money. And, and depending on how they account for it, they have more than enough to say, well, we make a ton of money from iPhones and iPhones subsidize Apple TV Plus, and that's how we're going to run the business because yeah. we think Apple TV content uh, will will essentially drive people to buy Apple devices, and that's where we make our money. That's certainly a bet they can make. It's the bet they made with the iTunes store for many, many yeah. years. Um, I think it's a much more expensive proposition, obviously, but again, they are one of the most valuable companies in the world, and if they felt like that's worth it to them uh, for the brand cachet or the driving uh, hardware sales or what have you, they could absolutely get away with it. I think they'd love to make money off Apple TV Plus to boot, but I that is a harder proposition right now. So there's a lot of people I've heard have made the the argument it drives hardware sales or it could encourage people just to buy a new iPhone. So 
even if you're just paying five four ninety nine for twelve months, that's sixty bucks basically. It costs you mm. to have TV Plus for a year. Is saving sixty bucks the thing that's going to make you buy a hundred or thousand dollar iPhone? No, I mean not necessarily. I, I think it doesn't, it doesn't seem come like down that's the thing a, that's going to get people to over price. the line to me. No, I, I don't think so either. I mean, and it's not even a saving so much as you know. It used to be right, like that if you wanted to buy the iTunes Store was a a incentive to buy an iPod, right? Because you couldn't get that music anywhere else. Sure. That, that was the storefront. This obviously because of the fact that Apple has rolled out. TV plus apps to other platforms means it's not the same situation because it's not locked into Apple's own devices, right? Traditionally, a lot of Apple services, like you got to have an Apple device in order to use it. Whereas it works on some smart TVs. It works on other set top boxes. Uh, you no works longer on, need to have one. Works on a Chromebook. You can fire right. up it on works Chrome on the, web, on the web. Sure. Yeah. So it, it's no longer something. I think that's the biggest argument against the fact that it drives hardware sales is that they've clearly taken a, our content needs to be everywhere in order to actually drive sales of that content. And that's, yeah. those are the people who are probably predominantly paying too, because they're the people who didn't have that free year promotion, which is right. also, I think the sticky widget there. Yeah. So there, I don't, I can't see that a person with a newer LG or Samsung TV that has the Apple TV app is going, well, I could buy this for 60 pounds, but I bought a cheaper and I've got a cheaper phone. But mm. what I'm going to do is to save the 60 pounds on my TV is buy an $1,100 no, no, iPhone 12 Pro. I don't think that's, I don't think that's like, and I don't think the person who's making a laptop decision is going to go, because as we said, we, you can buy it on the web. You can watch right. uh, TV Plus on the web for four ninety nine a month. Uh, is going to go, no, what, what, what I'll do is buy the MacBook Pro or MacBook Air and, and again, save that 60, 60 bucks yeah. a year because I want to watch TV Plus. Right. I, I don't think it's a math thing so much as a, from Apple's perspective, I think a lot of it is a brand thing. It's kind of like the okay. halo effect they used to talk about with the iPod where it's like okay. people be so impressed with the iPod as a product that it will convince them like maybe I should buy other Apple products and I think there is a an aspect of that from a TV plus both in the sense of and to be clear it's aspirational I don't know that this actually yeah. works but I think in their head there's part of like oh they'll realize our content is so great and we have such good taste and <laughs> that they'll want to buy our other products and that extends to things like product placement too right like if you watch any of these shows uh, they're chock-a-block with with Apple devices and he's like eh, does it work I have no idea I'm not sure they do either uh, I but find this, uh, so funny so ev almost every guest that's been on the show has mentioned both ted lasso and the product placement yeah and sometimes together because the product placement in ted lasso yes there's a lot is <laughs> only beaten by the product placement in the morning show the morning show yeah um, haven't worked it into for all mankind yet if they can find that they angle, haven't then. got an <laughs> iphone into space yeah. and that's but that's about it um it's so it's so funny that those two things keep coming up, but yeah, I, I think there's a general hardware question as well. We've talked about smart TVs. Mm -hmm. Surely, but the preponderance of Apple TV Plus is quite limited on smart TVs. There's not that many smart TVs mm -hmm. you can get the app on. I mean, for example, I, I have a 2016 Samsung TV, doesn't have the app. Yeah. One that if I bought one to, you know, a 2018, 2019, 2020 uh, Samsung TV, it would, I think. Yeah, I think that's right. But the 2016 one, which, you know, not really that old, you know, 4K TV, 
four years old, doesn't have it. And if I was not doing the job I do with the interests that I have, I probably wouldn't bother buying TV Plus. I can't find it on my TV. So I think Mm -hmm. Apple perhaps needs to open up the hardware on which this is available. Now, whether Samsung in particular, but there are other TV makers, want to help Apple do that is a different question. That's the real issue I think it comes down to is a lot of times. So, you know, Netflix and Prime and Hulu, I think, have all made really big pushes to get their stuff out there. And they've done it for many years. Uh, Apple TV Plus, again, you know, only 18 months old. There's a question of, and some of this comes down, I think a lot of it comes down to the hardware makers, is how much are those hardware makers willing to essentially go back and add support for these you know, services to their older devices, their older right. platforms, maybe running on old OS versions? Do people remember to update? Do people update their software at all on their smart TVs if they forget or what have you? Like, it, it, There's a lot of variability there. And I think that's why they primarily targeted things like set-top boxes, which have obviously the ability to do a little bit more in terms of like adding apps and adding new services. Um, and the smart TV ones, I think they've targeted some of the major brands for stuff going forward. So that calculus might change in a couple of years as we hit another refresh cycle of people replacing their TVs, but it's a slow process. Yeah. I mean, history tells us that there are plenty of occasions where Apple wins the tortoise and hare race mm-hmm. or at least competes very ably in it. Sure. I, I don't yeah. think even Apple executives, you know, if you ask Jamie Earle, one of those guys running TV Plus, would pretend they're going to overtake Netflix. Sure. Yeah. And I don't think that's what TV Plus even was designed for, was it really? They no. they must have known that was not going to be the No, Netflix is a is a like a giant firehose of content, right? It's right. it's so much stuff and the it doesn't really matter if it's bad or it's good. All that matters is there's something there that keeps you watching. And I think it's... Apple is a company that's always always prided itself on what it sees as its taste and it's going to make stuff that it thinks are is good right like that it it only is going to make what it thinks is quality content it's not going to go in for the we're putting out a movie every week yeah yeah and we've seen it and if you browse through the uh the tv plus content library there's so much of that i think as i said in my piece i mean apple tv they could just can tv plus they could be like no one's going to pay for this it's not really going to work you know we can sell off the content and forget about this and we don't have to run a movie studio and a tv studio they could do that it seems it unlikely could. to me it's unlikely they, they they value that prestige and that part of the also like, this is like this is not quibby right yes this yeah, is not they, this is not they, something that is clearly failing yeah on, exactly. even they, on its own terms they can afford to wait. There's, there is very little downside for them to waiting because as long as it's bringing in some revenue, even if it's not offsetting their costs, they have a projection, right? Somewhere in Apple, there's a chart and it tells them when they expect to start seeing a profit like solely on Apple TV+. And maybe they've had to revise it a few times as they extend the free trials. But no doubt they are looking at that as like a P&L and saying like, when is the point where we are making money from this and we can afford to... Uh, you know, keep it going and sustain itself. Yeah, and there's too many big deals signed and contracts signed and content on the way. You know, just before we started recording this show, they renewed Tehran, the Israeli mm. spy drama for season two. So there is stuff yeah. stuff on its way. But you you mentioned uh, we've discussed the uh, the device. You know, encouraging people to get a new device. 
Uh, the Moffat Nathan analysis wrote, we remain concerned about future subscriber churn if there is a slow device cycle and users cho- choose not to renew on their own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. we saw this with, you know, we know that a lot of people jump from, say, iPhone 6 or 7 to 12, having yeah. not bothered with the 10, the 10R. Maybe they went from 8 to 12. Right, But sure. lots yeah. of people, we know... Whichever way you calculate it, people are keeping smartphones and particularly iPhones longer. They're not on a right. one-year or two-year cycle, most people. Right, yeah. I think there's the possibility that that loses out on subscription fees. I also think there's a good possibility that people continue paying because, if again, the content supersedes everything, I think, at that point. If there's a show on that people want to watch, uh, regardless of you know when they decide to make their device purchases, I think they will continue going and just saying like, hey, you know, I, I really, yeah, I, I can spend the five bucks a month, right? I'm not going to spend the thousand dollars to buy a new phone. Um, and I think that that certainly makes a point that the hardware sales are not necessarily what's being driven here. But again, from Apple point, I mean, the, the reason they have spent so much time on this is that they are trying to bolster sales that, are, you know, revenue that's not dependent on hardware sales that is more sustaining. That's like the essentially the services revenue for them, which has gone up so much in recent years. Yes. Uh, absolutely. So uh, the, the other solution, actually, we I discussed this with some of my colleagues. I think it was actually Kelly Gamon, our, our mutual friend that put this forward, was actually maybe the answer will be you only get TV Plus as part of an Apple One bundle. That's certainly possible. Yeah. Or, or they might do something grandfathering in people who have had some of their free subscriptions or something. I think it will be interesting to see how that plays out. And again, I'm sure there are multiple spreadsheets uh, in there. Oh, which there are there's definitely a lot of spreadsheets. Exactly. How do we make money out of this? Could we only have people with the bundle? Could we only have hardware owners? Like, I think they're going to keep playing with it. And again, unlike a lot of those other services, like Netflix can't afford to do that, right? Netflix, no. they're making revenue from having people subscribe to their stuff. Who's um, making revenue from ads and having subscription fees. Yeah. They don't have anything like hardware sales or software sales to follow back on prime video is making money because people want free deliveries exactly or amazon is making money because people either want free deliveries they want the or other perks yeah yeah whatever but so if we're sitting here in a year's time uh and i've got it in the diary already you're booked okay. um am i paying for tv plus in a year do you think or will they have found a way that i'm actually not <sighs> I think there's a good chance that, especially as the coronavirus starts to hopefully wind down and production. Can in I just say, places. well done. It's taken you like, tw- I think we've been recording, what, 25, 26 minutes, something like that. And we haven't mentioned COVID. Heroic effort. Thank you. I try. I like to put it out of my mind a little bit. Um, but hopefully at that point, if it's starting to wind down a bit and production schedules are returning to normal um, and shows are sort of coming out more regularly, I think there's a good chance that Apple will be in a position where it can deliver that constant stream of entertainment that's going to keep people like coming back every month and saying like, oh, I was going to cancel, but oh, the next season of Ted Lasso is coming out. Oh, and then the next season of For All Mankind. And then that Foundation series is coming out. Oh, well, you know, it's only five bucks a month, right? Like that's what they're trying to get on. Five bucks a month is still pretty reasonable compared to a lot of these like other services, which go for considerably more, right? I mean, yeah, uh, I mean, Netflix I, just hiked their prices. Yeah, like, I like just got. I was just going to say, I got a. The price point is the key thing. I think the subsidy from Apple might be on price point, 
but the price point won't be zero. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Disney I, I, Plus was the closest, and they've already announced that they they're will be going, going up. up. Yeah. I my, I just got an announcement from Netflix that my Netflix is going up a couple of pounds a month from eleven ninety nine to thirteen ninety nine. Um, so a- Apple kind of is winning and probably always will be able to win on price point. Yeah, but that's, that's, well, you know, again, yeah, where does that fit in the P and L spreadsheet? Yeah. Right, exactly. I think I think there's a lot of variables up in the air, and I think that's one reason that Apple has chosen to continue subsidizing it this long is everything's still kind of in flux, and people are willing to sort of say like, "Well, hey, you know, if I don't if I don't have to pay for it for now, I'll just keep watching stuff, and uh, I'll make I'll push that decision down the road and worry about it when it's actually an issue." So, go on. so did you answer? What did you think? Will I be paying for it in uh, a year's time? I'd be willing because to bet I have on to- it. I would be willing to bet on it. You'd be willing to bet on it. And if you had to start paying for it, would you at this juncture? I I think I would. I I was prepared to be like in February when they were originally going to like cancel it. I was like, all right, you know, I'll be ready to watch at that point because there's enough stuff that is coming up that I want to watch. But yeah, I think now uh, I'm glad that it's been pushed off a little bit because, you know, if I actually sat down and starkly looked at it and been like, all right, what am I actually going to watch? Am I going to get my money out of this? I would have probably been a lot harder on myself in terms of well, maybe I can go without that $5 a month for now and then sign up again when the next show that I want to see comes. Yeah. Around. Uh, and I, I think I was definitely put about to sign up for app, the Apple one premier bundle. Cause I use pretty much all the services in it mm-hmm. um, in February. Once I had to start playing for TV plus and in the way you described earlier in the show, I have put off making that decision. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I may still come round to it, but I, I had basically planned, okay, I'm gonna end all my you know, I don't need nine ninety going out for news plus and I am fed up with it. Right. Uh, and the T V plus announcement did pause at least pause me making that decision. Yeah, same. So I, I think uh, that's that's math I'm going to be redoing, you know, in July when it's like, all right, is it is it time for me to sign up for a bundle so that I can actually get the most out of this? for yeah for my part i'm actually every time i make a prediction on one of these shows i'm always wrong but (laughs) i'm slightly tempted to think apple is now in so deep it might not be able to ask you to pay directly for tv plus it will be interesting to see how that actually pans out because it may be be that you have it may be that you have to have some kind of apple bundle in order to watch it. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. And I think that might actually be the direction of travel now. I think it's not, it's not certainly not impossible. I, I think if they can get more money for it, they would like to, but if it, you know, if it's something where they feel like they're going to make more by restricting it to the bundle, they might, I, I, I have a harder time with that. I think just because I feel like if they want to, if they want to at least appeal to people who don't definitely don't want a bundle and there will be some, then it doesn't necessarily hurt them to ask for the $5 a month. It's really converting those people on the free plan. Yeah. There's lots of people who already have Spotify who don't, who don't care about Apple music, who have fitness plus or just record their runs on Strava, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. cetera. They don't lose anything by allowing people to sign up on $5 a month as opposed to requiring them to sign up for something else. It's really just those people who are not paying anything and getting them to pay. Yes, 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 yes. Well, 
It's it's going to be a, a lot to watch over the coming months, I think. And certainly we'll have to get you back in at least in the summer when we find out if in July we'll, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to have to pay in July. Um, if not before, you know, if not before then. Thank you so much for joining me, Dad. Tell, tell everyone where we can keep up with you, how we can see your work, keep in touch with you, hear what you have to say. Sure thing. Uh, I write over at sixcolors.com where we, uh, my colleague Jason Snell and I talk about all things Apple. can also catch me as the co-host of Clockwise Podcast on Relay FM, uh, the Rebound Podcast, and I'm also a, uh, a sci-fi novelist. I have a couple books, which I happen to have here, so I'll just hold them up because it's always fun. People like tell to us, for the audio listeners, Ooh. tell us the title of the, the books. The audio well. listeners will appreciate it too. The, the Bayern Agenda and The Aleph Extraction, available at Amazon and fine bookstores everywhere. Uh, you can check out my website at dmorin.com for a bunch more information. And I'm on Twitter at dmorin too. Wonderful. I, I'm at Charlotte A. Henry on Twitter. You can read me every day over at themacobserver.com. While we're talking about books, I have a book out on fake news, which uh, might just be timely right now. There's a whole chapter (laughs) on vaccines and the anti-vax movement, which may or may not be timely at the point you're listening to this show. So uh, that's as, uh, you know, available on in bookshops, wherever you normally buy your books. Uh, But anyway, thank you so much for joining me, Dan. Thank you so much for listening and watching this show. And we'll be back next week. (laughs) 